Welcome to the Soulish Podcast, and thank you so much for being here. My name is Whitney Apke, and I am your host. On the Soulish Podcast, we're talking all about the aha moments, the uncomfortable and painful lessons of life, and how to deeply connect with ourselves and others, and the breakthroughs, big or small, that we experience in our spirit, soul, and body. We'll dive deep and talk about everything in between, of course, and I'm so excited to share my experiences and thoughts as well as bring on guests who are thought leaders and truth seekers. It's my desire to uplift, encourage, and inspire you in each episode. And in today's episode, I have a really awesome special guest who is also a really great friend of mine, Daniel a.k.a. the past life regressionist. He is a quantum healing hypnosis technique practitioner and a beyond quantum healing practitioner. He really, really is good at and loves and enjoys helping people discover who, what, and where they've been across time. He's really gifted and feels that this is also just his part in making the world a better place and to help free people from the karmic baggage that they've been carrying around for multiple lives. And he's truly gifted and loves what he does. And that's probably what makes it such an amazing experience for you, the person going through the session. We did a session right before this podcast episode, and it was so much fun. I had so much fun. It was my first time really, truly going under hypnosis. And I know that a lot of us have kind of apprehensions or fears around that, but my experience was wonderful, super positive. And I think that is a testament to Daniel as well. I'm so excited for you guys to learn more about past life regressions. This is a new experience and field of learning for me as well. And so I'm happy to take you guys on the journey along with me. So join the conversation. I'll see you guys on the flip side. If you are listening to this, you can listen to the podcast episode on all platforms. And we are also now on YouTube. So you can check us out at the Soulish Podcast on YouTube and watch the interview live. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and for doing a session with me just now because I am, I'm disheveled. I'm I feel very light and airy right now. <laughs> I feel good. And that was so cool to experience what it is to go through a past life regression and to, um, to experience the awesome service that you offer to humans and alike. And um, it's so cool to, to have this experience and to now have this podcast episode with you because I feel like it will help people understand what, what you do and how it is so instrumental in your healing and in your journey to understand fully, or at least partially more in depth, what you've been through as a soul and what this lifetime is meant to be about. And maybe the lessons you need to learn or the things you need to grow and learn from and heal from. And so thank you so much for being on the Soulish Podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, one thing just to comment on that you said about this service being for humans. I like to be very inclusive. So if aliens want to do a past life progression, <laughs> as long as they speak English, we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> or just telepathically communicate, however that is. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, you know, shut anyone out from the process. So, or any being out from the process. Everybody, by the way, this is his sense of humor. He has the best sense of humor ever. 
Thank you. <laughs> so thank you so much for this. Um, so I just literally went through what you would call a mini past life regression because typically a past life regression, at least for what you offer is between four to six hours. And why necessarily is that? Is that because of just everything that goes into the past life regression and all like the prep work? Mm -hmm. So, you know, just for clarification, also, I don't offer many sessions for. Yes. Yeah. This was just for the podcast. This just for the podcast, because there was a lot that was left off of the experience because it's, it's a full day's journey. Like a session will typically last about four to six hours because we're going to spend hours beforehand just talking and covering your life story. You know, who you are in this life. What has your journey been in this life? That way, if there are patterns that repeat from past lives, I'll be able to identify them once they come up during your actual regression. So it's just, we're going to be talking for a couple hours beforehand and then have your actual session, which will last up to two hours. And that's like, well, (laughs) that's the really cool part because that's when you see images of your past life or whatever's most relevant for you to see. And then it's when you get to connect with your higher self or spirit guides and ask, any question that you want to ask. I mean, you're talking relationships, career, life's purpose. Uh, you know, why is my favorite color blue? Why did Mr. Smith treat me like garbage in the third grade? You know, why did Miss Janine <laughs> yell at me in the second grade? You know, mm-hmm. just any question can be asked. Anything and everything. Yeah. Which is really cool. And I have past life hair, by the way, past life regression. <laughs> <laughs> quantum fields leaped bounded through yes um time travel here no i think what's cool is for everybody he just gave me kind of a taste and um so that that way we could go into this podcast episode and at least have a frame of reference of what this is like and and the experience and all of that just so that we can share that with you guys so that you guys can know kind of get a sense of what a session would be like and Daniel will confirm this when I came up and out I looked at my phone and was like we've been doing this for an hour and a half like it felt like 10 minutes I was like holy shit it's been an hour and a half are you kidding me I'm sorry was I not good (laughs) was I just like not good at this whole thing you're like no you're great yeah, it's fun. <laughs> uh, he's like, no, that's like, that's typical, you know, of like, that it would take some time to go through, which I had no idea. It did not feel like that at all, which is crazy. Yeah, you so. just, you lose your perception of time in that space. Even though you're very aware of what's going on, it just, it goes mm-hmm. by so quickly. Mm-hmm. So was I technically in like a, hypnosis state I don't even mm-hmm. know what the, to call that like you you actually did like some sort of hypnosis that I would where do I go am I going technically into my subconscious mm-hmm. during that time yeah okay you're just accessing what's stored in your subconscious but yeah it is hypnosis but it's not your stereotypical hypnosis yeah. like I'm not a <laughs> hypnotherapist I'm just a past life regressionist so yeah. <laughs> just my particular specialty is past life regression and quantum healing so yeah it's hypnosis because it's an altered state of mind. 
but you're also being hypnotized when you're watching TV. Right. Yeah. You're hypnotized when you're driving. True. So I had a practitioner give me the perfect explanation for it. Her name is Tiffany. She calls it an interactive guided meditation because mm. you were just in a very deep meditative state, but you're interacting with me the entire time. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. are completely aware of everything that is going on. You are my eyes and ears in there. So at no point am I ever telling you, hey, Whitney, you know, you were, you were this, like you were, a, I don't know, fill in the blank. You were a knight. You were a, a samurai. Mm -hmm. You were um, geisha. Like, sorry, I don't know why that one just came to mind right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the red lips. <laughs> and also I know samurai's Japan. Yeah. Geishas are China, right? Or is that a Japanese thing too? I think it's Japanese. It is? I think it's Japanese. Yeah, it's Japanese. It's Japanese. I don't I don't think there's Chinese geishas. I think there's only Japanese geishas or like Korean geishas. I think that's technically a Japanese word for prostitute. Yeah. I well, I took us down this path right now. Didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. All good. Um, so yeah, yeah, at no point you, am I telling you, you you're any say. of those things. Yeah. <laughs> or anything like you, you, yeah, you didn't actually, you didn't say like, oh, you're on a street with like cobbled stones or like the, the buildings are kind of stony like, and they have shingle. You didn't tell me any of that to say. I saw it and then was kind of telling you what I'm seeing, which is really cool. Really mm -hmm. cool. And for me, it was kind of like things were, it was almost like, wasn't smoky but in that state it was kind of like things were just slowly like appearing and I know that I was getting frustrated that it was taking so long for things to become clear I remember thinking that like can you just like <laughs> hurry up <laughs> he's asking <laughs> it's okay it so, takes time sometimes yeah it felt it felt like a while where things just weren't coming up but yeah, it was really cool because I was seeing so clearly like the scenes and everything. And um, yeah, it was really, it was a really cool experience. Um, and we went through three past lives in that time frame. Yes. Yeah. So that's really cool. Is that typical? Do people go through more in like a full session? Sometimes it's one. Wow. And sometimes it's, you know, five or six. It's just, it all depends on what you need to see. Ah, okay. And that is all directed by like your guides, your angels, your higher self mm -hmm. is guiding you through and specifically showing you, even though you think you're just like going into whatever you're seeing, like it's actually all guided and directed by your guides, your angels, your tribe, your higher self, whatever people mm -hmm. identify with got it yeah and even in the moment like it didn't make sense necessarily why you were seeing what you were seeing but at the end mm -hmm. you know we talked to your higher self your guide whose name was sarah mm -hmm. and then it's like hey sarah why did you show her these lives it's like oh you know this is why you know the first one mm -hmm. because it addressed this the second one because it addressed this the third one because it addressed this so it's like oh okay yeah now it all makes sense mm -hmm. so they know like they, they know they know what's going on so cool at any point in time do you feel like you're being guided by your guides or your angels your higher self 
in while doing like a past life regression or are you mostly relying on other people's guides angels higher selves i think that they could potentially be one in the same that mm. they are yeah i don't want to say like they're on the same team but they're operating from a similar consciousness of something that we can't quite comprehend because we just view ourselves as you know this individual person <laughs> over mm -hmm. on this side so it's mm -hmm. like you got your higher self i've got mine so they therefore would be individuals or is that just very human thinking where yeah you know maybe they're linked up somehow and they're guiding both of us at the same time it's true that we often think very separately like we have very much of a separate mindset because I've actually never had that thought until you just said that and I'm like yep could be <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> I mean it's kind of like us I mean I would help you out why wouldn't I help you out why wouldn't I do something for you if you need help why don't they do that why don't they communicate why don't they help help each other help us help them help us help, help the world <laughs> it's like Makes hey sense. Sarah you get this one we'll get beers next time <laughs> yes totally <laughs> I don't know. maybe that's how happy? it works over there <laughs> <laughs> it's happy hour <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right that's so cool so cool so for in relation to me I came in this past life regression session just wanting some more clarity on like am I going in the right direction I just want to make sure I'm offering what I need to offer to the world right I just want to be I want to be used and I want to be of value I think is like my biggest thing ever and that's in relationships that's in friendships I want to I want to add value to you Daniel right like I want to add value to your life to your business to your career to as a friend I, I want to add value to your life in whatever way is good right and right and in alignment and okay with you right and that's the same with everybody including my family my friendship so it's interesting that I went in with that intention what my higher self basically showed me was that ultimately I came here to learn about healing right and i I'll need your help with this because some of this I was, I was listening like on the other side of the door, but from what I, I remember or can recall is that I'm here to learn how to heal and, and then help others learn how to heal. So it's very broad. It's not super specific, but I think that kind of also gives me a whole lot of clarity that, well, anything that I do and anything that I offer is going to be within that frame because that's ultimately what I'm here to do. Right. Mm -hmm. That's kind of interesting. Well, I mean, does the healer need to be the person who heals with their hands or the one who mixes potions or herbs or mm -hmm. are podcasters healers because you're healing with your voice, you're breaking right. people out of a paradigm or if someone mm -hmm. listens to you and they relate and by proxy, they're healed or they are that much closer to being healed because of their interaction with yeah. you. I think so. I just, I don't know if healing necessarily needs to be in a box. 
Exactly. Which ironically, that contract came out of a box in your session. <laughs> That's right. Yes. She gave me a key. Yeah. I unlocked it. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is all like coming back. There, I feel like there was so much, um, so much detail in this, um, in this experience that like, I can't even imagine. I can't wait to book a full-time session with you and, and go through that. Um, cause there's so much that you get out of this session. There's so much value added. So thank you so much. Gosh. You're very welcome. Um, I wanted to ask you kind of about like the applying what you get in your sessions. Obviously these are super tailored to each individual. So everyone's gonna have a different journey and everyone's gonna have a different like post past life regression journey, right? Mm -hmm. Of understanding, deeply connecting and relating to yourself in a way that you didn't before this experience. Um, Cause like I saw myself as a guy, um, I saw my hands, they were very duty. I was like, these aren't female hands that I'm looking at right now. <laughs> they're thick, they look very weathered <laughs> and they're not painted. <laughs> these are man hands that I'm looking at right now. And, um, and I was looking down at a, a small coffin. So he must've been like three, four years old. And um, it was my son that had passed away by a disease. So obviously it was before medicine was what it is like now. Um, I have no other frame of reference for like the time, like what time of, obviously we had a coffin. So sort of developed like colloquial time frame. maybe. I have no idea. Um, but I had that. And then I was a woman twice in the two other um, past lives uh, that I had. So such a, a little bit of a range there um, and a range of different stories. So how does one post past life regression how do you walk through this? Is, is that part of what you also do? Or do you recommend them to other people that could help apply what they saw? Or is that part of like your service as well? In that situation, it's, it's what your higher self says. Like your higher self, mm. you know, Sarah, pretty much laid it out. Mm. But it's up to you what you decide to do with that information. If you don't want to do anything with it, that's totally up to you. But if you want to apply that information, that's up to you too. So I'm just the guy who asks questions. You know, <laughs> I am not a miracle worker. I am, you know, I am not the fixer. I just ask the questions. But I like that because still it puts your destiny in your own hands and that's where free will comes in the equation too it's it's up to you what you decide to do with whatever is presented to you so i mean i guess to answer your question is there someone i would refer them to next not necessarily i would say in some situations if something is unearthed that is 
I want to say, is pertinent to the present. If someone is in a relationship with someone or um, just there's been some pattern that really relates to the here and now and the challenge is how to work with it with the information that you now have. So I would say, you know, maybe it's okay to go to talk therapy because yeah. you know where this stems. Oops. <laughs> I'll edit that. <laughs> My pop guard. <laughs> and it's now more tangible. Granted, that's if your therapist is on board with past lives and you walk in there and be like, yo, doc, or yo, therapist, yo, MFT. <laughs> like my dude or my <laughs> We've been going through this thing for 40, you know, seven past lives. I don't know why 47 just rolled off my tongue. Let's just say four. We've had this problem for four past lives. We're, we're just caught up in this cycle. I don't want to break it now, but I'm having trouble separating myself from it. Like, I think that's where it can work in tandem with what is pressing now however everything else it's you know you do one session with me if you want to do more that's up to you but if you come to me and you're like hey i want to address this issue how many sessions is it going to be i think one yeah, you want to do more you do more because still at the end of the day you are presented with the information and then it's up to you what you choose to do with it so mm -hmm. if your higher self even says Hey, this is what it is. You know, we need you to walk away from this relationship or still we'll go with that example. And you're like, okay, they're like, that's all you need to do. You just need to leave. That's your karmic contract here is to leave. I'm like, okay, well. Yeah, that's really interesting. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's much easier said than done too, especially if you're married. And right. what if you have kids? <laughs> I mean, there's the whole right. legal process. There's you know, getting your own place. I mean, it's like, it's, I don't want it to come off overly simplistic, but even in that situation, and if you know it in your gut that you're supposed to leave and the information has been served to you on a silver platter, you can choose to do something about it or you can keep being like, all right, well, I'm going to go to as many people as I can until I don't have to face it. Okay. Or through as many modalities as I can. Right. Yeah. Until you find the one person who's like, no, you don't need to leave. <laughs> and mm -hmm. then you're like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we do that. <laughs> or wait, wait, I'm just going to snap it away for you right now. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah. All done. Give me a thousand dollars now. <laughs> no, it's so cool that, um, that you even do this. I was going to ask you um, at the beginning, but I'm glad to ask you now, how did you get into this? Like, how did you discover past lives and how did you realize like this is something because you are gifted at it so how did you discover that gifting and all that I'm super curious so for me the way I fell into past lives was through my own health issues like mm. I am very rigid I'm very stubborn and I'm a firm believer in science for my entire life I've been a firm believer of science or in science. And then 13 years ago, I came down with health issues and, you know, only Western medicine could cure me because that's what I believed in. So for years, I was going down that route of 
What you got for me, Doc? Doc's be like, all right, we've got this. This is going to fix you. We're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. Well, shoot me up with whatever it is. It doesn't work. Go to the next doctor. All right, I know what the problem is. I'm going to fix you. Okay. Same thing. Go to the next doctor. I know what it is. I'm going to fix you. <sighs> okay. You know, I've heard this before, but okay. And after years of that, I was just so defeated. And I finally had to push myself to a place where I said, you know what? I may have to look for alternative treatments. I'm going to have to look at alternative treatments. And I had to open myself up to allow myself to open myself, to allow myself to open myself up to the possibility of looking at those. And I know I sound like I was a broken record there, but that was totally purposeful. <laughs> so it's because mm -hmm. that's what the process was like for me. And once I came to a place where I allowed myself to let that come into my life, I started noticing signs and things just started to line up. And I now have that terminology of synchronicities mm -hmm. and past life regression ended up being one of those things that fell into my lap. And I'm like, wow, that sounds really cool. And I tried it about a month later in a recorded regression that was on YouTube. And it just, it felt very real to me. It was very moving. And I did it a few more times over the next couple months. And then I felt very ready to do it in person. So I went and had it done. And, you know, one thing I like to distinguish is the difference between believing and knowing. It's one of the most valuable lessons I've ever learned. And mm -hmm. in, in that process of going through my first regression, I was so moved by the experience. I'm like, there's really something here. Yet that science part of me, it's like, it's not factually based. It's not. But I believed it was real because I was so moved by the experience. So I walked out of that session, a firm believer in past lives. By default, I was a believer in future lives. So I'm like, all right, it could be better next time or it could be worse next time. These are the cards I've been dealt this time around. So how am I going to play them? So like, admittedly, I was not healed from my health issues. However, my perspective changed and I was no longer a mm -hmm. victim of my circumstances. Mm -hmm. My health mm -hmm. issues were just this pesky thing that I had to deal with from here on out. When I say here on out, you know, it's not going to be forever. It's still something that I have to work with, but it doesn't define me anymore because that's the way I identified myself was as someone who was sick. Yeah. And once that was lifted for me, things got a little bit better because I started viewing the world through a new lens. And I did a few more sessions over the next year or so and just, you know, I was absolutely fascinated with it. And there were a multitude of reasons why I decided to get certified. But when I did, I just thought it was so cool. Like it was so cool being on the other side of it. It is so cool getting someone's life story and then seeing where they've been through past lives. Because, you know, when you really know someone, you just know them in this life. Yet, mm -hmm. I just, I feel privileged to get to know someone through many lives and just to see all those facets of their personality. Then there's like, you know, the really cool sessions, the ones that are, you know, just what you not expect normal. And those are so cool to be a part of. And I wanted to become a practitioner to hear about those lives and see them 
guess secondhand. But it's, I just, I like being, I like being unique. And you know, when you meet someone, they say, hey, what do you do? Well, when you tell them that you're a past life regressionist, you usually get like a, like, what's that? <laughs> like, <laughs> they're expecting anything but that. And I love that look. Right? Or the few times when they're like, oh, yeah, I've heard about them. Like, really? <laughs> like, that's cool. But it's, it's just cool to introduce something to someone that they've never heard about before. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. I can only imagine <laughs> what people react like when you say that, which is cool because it's a whole new, you're opening them up just by telling them what you do. You're opening up their world, which is really cool. Yeah, there have been some funny ones, <laughs> some funny reactions. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Thank you so much for sharing because I think it's really cool for people to understand, like, how do you even get into this, you know? it's such a unique job <laughs> you know it's such a unique uh service um because like for uh for the episode that's running this week while we're recording this it's with Rita Merchandani she does Akashic Records and now having gone through at least a similar past life regression experience with you and having had my Akashic Records read both are similar in the sense that it can link past lives or future lives and it. it's very much involving your guides and or higher self um, but it's so different it is such a unique experience both of those so what's really cool is that there's so many different pathways to understanding your soul's journey but past life, having a past life regression session, like with you, I would highly recommend it <laughs> to everybody. Thank you. Um, well, just because of like the value of the experience, you know, and then, I mean, to be honest, I was not, I was after realizing the clock and realizing how unattached I was to whatever was happening between like what you were saying I I honestly just remember walking down a hallway and opening a door that's that's about like where I just was like <laughs> peace out the conscious Whitney is no longer here <laughs> <laughs> so I remember seeing things and I can still remember it like it's memory like it's something like like I actually went through but um but like, I don't remember all of what you said. I don't, I don't fully remember all the questions you asked. So it's a really unique experience, but I feel, I feel so different. I feel like there's a shift that happened like energetically in my space here and within me, which is really interesting. I'm happy to hear that. Is that common with people? Do people feel like I just, not only did I have time travel hair, but like, but I'm also like, do most people tell you that? Like, I feel like something just pivoted or I feel like, you know, like something just moved around inside me. Mm -hmm. Do people describe it like that? Yeah. 
yeah and that's typical yeah <laughs> wait wait hold on <laughs> yeah that's typical is that better <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> no it's just like it's like hard to know because i'm sure just everyone's experience is so unique but ultimately what happens is that you you have an energetic shift because the downloads that you get from your past lives you can't unsee you can't unfeel I think I was crying. I was crying at one point, like in the actual vision. And when I came up, I was like, oh, like, wow. Like <laughs> my cheek is wet. <laughs> I was really crying, you know? Um, I think it was when I linked my son in that one past life with the potatoes and cabbages <laughs> that I was selling at a stand on the street um, in kind of a ghetto area, but- um, In the rain. In the rain. And it was just like, I could tell this was a shitty day and it just was not looking up, you know, like who's going to buy my cabbages and potatoes that are now wet. Cause I'm literally just like coming from the farm and just trying to make ends meet. And either, I don't, I don't know necessarily if I was going to like lose, I didn't feel a sense of necessarily like urgency, just more of like, I am struggling to provide and, and to, to pay bills and my son uh did you ask a question because I'm remembering hearing your voice but I don't know what you asked I asked you to ask him if he had any messages for you ah okay because I just remember kneeling down and looking at him and he just said I love you mama and we're going to sell everything today. Like, don't worry. I got you. It was kind of like, I got this. We got this. We're going to do this. It was just kind of that attitude. Like here I am just feeling like hopeless. And he was just like, no, like we're going to do this. And, um, and then some, at some point, and I, again, I have no frame of reference of when we did this, but at some point, did you ask Sarah who he was now presently? Is that how this happened? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming so right um yeah. so yeah so you asked Sarah because again this at, so guys at one point I felt like I almost got left into like I got put into my bedroom or something <laughs> as like a little girl or something I got put into a room because I could hear Daniel and Sarah my higher self or higher whatever guide um talking to Daniel and it was like I could sort of hear and make it out but I wasn't like present for the conversation Whitney was not included for this conversation Daniel was taken over <laughs> and just skipping over me and talking to my higher self and that was so that there could just be more clarity but I saw it it was almost like as you guys were talking I could see who was who right now if that makes any sense mm -hmm. um so as soon as I saw like my son Jacob turned into my brother in this lifetime I remember feeling like this this like gut response it was so funny it was like my stomach was like churning of like this is your brother like same soul um and which makes total sense because when I was young I drove my mom crazy because I was like no mom we share mothers 
And my brother, his whole poor little man, his poor little childhood, he was like, mom, tell Sissy to stop mothering me. <laughs> She's mothering me. I, was, I would not leave him alone. I would tell him everything to do. I mothered the shit out of my little brother, <laughs> poor guy. And so it makes sense. I never, I would have never known. Well, I technically was your mom in a past life. <laughs> So that's probably why I would have that inclination to mother you. <laughs> mm-hmm. It all makes sense. Makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let him know. So that way he'll feel not so, uh, <laughs> not so mothered. <laughs> like, well, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> but I think it's so cool because yeah, you asked Sarah some questions and it was like, I could make out what you're saying, but it was almost like she was showing me on the side like here she's having a conversation with you but I felt like she was linking things that I had seen that were linked to this previous time like my husband and one of them was my first boyfriend and so there was a lesson to be learned there and maybe some karmic things that needed to be worked out and I don't know if that's necessarily something that like those souls my soul his soul said let's work on this let's do this so that we can experience this and grow from it I don't know Um, I think that's probably is there a way yeah is there a way you can tell that is that just like generally a rule of thumb with things or yeah I mean I believe that was one of the questions that I asked to Sarah was something like hmm when things were different in that past life than they were in the current life, like what was the reason for that? And Mm. I think her answer was something along the lines of that what you experienced in this life was not something that you would experience in that previous life, but you needed to go through that experience and understand what that was like. So this is Mm. something that this person signed up for. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll fill that role for you got it like got it you know yeah i hold a very unpopular opinion that i mean i don't think is exclusive to me but like when it comes to soulmates i believe that sometimes Mm -hmm. your biggest enemy can be your soulmate and not even a romantic sense but you know it's what is the lesson this person teaches you so they may love you Mm -hmm. so much as a soul that they're like yeah i'm gonna come and make your life a living hell and i'm gonna be that person you just despise because I love you that much and it's going to help you to learn that lesson whatever that lesson may be so interesting because I know like at least in a biblical sense that was one of the lessons that Jesus taught is love your enemies Um, and I wonder if there was a greater purpose in that not just like learn to love people that hate on you um, but that you don't you need to love them so that you're open to the lessons that they're teaching you, whether they know it or not, whether it's purposeful or not, or was agreed upon or not, regardless, you need to just be open to learning the lesson and allow it to hit you in such a way that you're not resisting that. Right. That's Mm -hmm. a really interesting perspective that definitely resonates with me because maybe my worst enemies have been my biggest teachers when I allowed them to be, you know, Instead of just yep. focusing on the hurt, the betrayal, the what they did, what they said, 
when I could finally step away from it, at least enough emotionally, I was like, got it, you know, lesson learned. So that's really cool. That's definitely something that any past life regression session, someone can at least have that perspective about and depending on what they see, which is really cool. Really healing. But then, right, it's still your choice how you want to view that encounter. Also, I mean, at the end of the day, you get to decide if it was meaningful to you or if you just want to look at it as, oh, no, this is what it is, or this is mm-hmm. what it is, or this is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's however you want to see it, but still, that is your choice because I do feel that it is presented very, very clearly. But, you know, we as humans have that ability to choose mm-hmm. what we're going to heed. Mm-hmm what we want to learn and like at one well, point well some of us do right <laughs> <laughs> at one point you said that I was resisting something that my higher self was saying to me um I think it was along the lines of worthiness and love and um of the way that I love and that it's not tainted or there isn't something wrong with me in the way that I love people relationships friendships family it doesn't matter but just generally how I love it's not it's not too much it's not too little it's not there's not something wrong with me um it's just that that's been part of my purpose in this life is to to learn what it's like to not have it received you know or 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 given back in exchange um and that's part of the lesson of me healing and then and then helping others heal right so it was interesting because you asked my higher self, Sarah, to show me and, um, and you mentioned that I was literally shaking and resisting whatever it was that she was trying to show or share with me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm literally unconscious at this point. I'm not, I'm not consciously doing that. Like, I didn't know I was doing that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it was like the words were on the tip of your tongue, but you were just kind of like, no, 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 no. like I mean, just for your listeners right now, it wasn't like a full body convulsion that was happening. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That. like just a little like quiver of the lip or like you know. <laughs> so there I'm wasn't like an exorcism like taking place like, or anything. Yeah. Like, because I mean, no, just like I was resisting, I w- and it was a physical. You could tell physically because we had the zoom on, and so you could you could see that I was resisting it, even in just my expression and shaking, saying no or whatever, not yeah. having a demon come out of my body or anything. Just right, because everything <laughs> up until that point, clear communication, it was flowing perfectly, and then when that question comes up, you see a bit of the quiver. You're like, okay, she's resisting. So yeah, just <laughs> there wasn't convulsions or anything like that. Because like, right. I'm thinking, oh my god, a little extreme. Like I'm picturing it as just like, whoa, like, you know. No. If that <laughs> happened, I'd be like, all right, this is the last session I'm ever doing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that would freak me out. <laughs> um. No, but there was some resistance there, which is really interesting because I didn't, I didn't 
know that I was resisting. And I just remember whatever was coming to me was this sense. And I was getting just kind of intuitively shown something. And then I got, there was a well at one point that was representing um, flow and whatever the resource is and that there's enough that it's not going to run dry kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Not sure what that linked to, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting. And just to kind so of really piggyback off of, yeah, something you were saying there also is even though it's like you are in this deep, deep state, you still had enough control to mm-hmm. not say that. Like you still had that willpower yeah. to be like, I don't want this to come forward. I mean, I had to, I didn't have to pry it out of you, but it was like, I just, it's like, so why is the resistance right now? <laughs> and then like, once that came up, then, then is when it started to flow, but you were still completely in control. So even when I asked right. that question, you could have said, no, I don't want to talk about this or I don't want to address this. And that would have been your choice. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. like no means no. So I wouldn't push yeah. the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not like I'm not in control and that I'm just, but you are, when you choose to do this, you are in a sense saying, I'm cool to be led on this journey. It's more of like, I'm cool to, I'm trusting, I'm cool to go on this journey and to be shown whatever I'm shown, but you're not necessarily running the show like creating this scenario, I didn't feel at all like I'm purposefully like daydreaming right now. Mm -hmm. Like it didn't feel like that. I, because I'm a huge daydreamer. So I know at least the difference between my imagination and that experience because it was, I actually was getting frustrated with how long it was taking for some things to, to show the details of things of like, what is on the dang scroll? <laughs> like, what is on that damn scroll that I'm supposed to look at? Like, I'm not seeing like many words. I'm really just, I'm seeing like, this is, this belongs to me. I'm the owner of something. This is my property. Like, this is mine. That's all I'm getting. I'm not getting anything else. And I was frustrated. Uh, I could feel myself being frustrated, but, but yeah, it's not necessarily like you have no rights. You have no control. Um, I'm sure at any point I could have said, I'm done. I'm done. Can I bring me back? (laughs) You know, bring me back up at one point. And you even, um, didn't you tell me at the beginning that if at any point we lose connection, that I can count myself back up into Mm -hmm. my consciousness, right? There is kind of that safety net as you have, you, you can take control at any point and say, like, I would like to come back you know, mm-hmm. or come up out of this state. Yeah. yeah. That's why I love it. That's is cool. You are never relinquishing full control. Because if that was mm-hmm. the case, I wouldn't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. I mean, as just a practitioner, I would not feel comfortable with someone relinquishing yeah. full control over to me. And definitely as someone who would be in that state, I wouldn't be comfortable relinquishing full control as well. Yeah. Cause I think I even maybe had a little bit of a fear around that. And I know that other people have a fear around kind of hypnosis and like, cause we've really honestly, media news yeah, right. have, has not done it justice or credit. So we think like, 
I didn't know what you were going to bring out. We were going to bring out something to, <laughs> I was just going to like, okay. Like it was, it was going to be like a, a eye twirling thingy that I was just going to say. Yes. <laughs> I have a big clock. For those who are listening to the podcast, he has a clock that is massive. Like a, who is that? Um, Like a Flava uh, Flav clock. Flava, Flava Flav. Yes. It's a Flava Flav clock that he has that he just brought out. And, um, yeah. So I didn't really know. And then I was kind of feeling that, that apprehension of like, I hope this isn't scary or anything. Like, I hope I don't be, I hope I'm not shown something that is going to scare the shit out of me. And that I'm going to have nightmares forever of like a past life of like, you know, something crazy, but also just like the hypnosis part of like relaxing and fully relaxing and not having any fear around the hypnosis was something that I, I told myself before going into this of like, don't be afraid. Daniel's not going to do anything. That's going to be scary. Like you're good. <laughs> so, well, thank you for that confidence. I appreciate it. Uh, that would be horrible karma on my part. So yeah, <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> when it comes to being shown something that you can't handle, is my firm belief that your higher self knows exactly what you can handle. So you will never be shown anything that you can't handle. Like I've had people see some pretty heavy stuff, but I've never heard them say after the fact that was too much. What I've heard yeah. beforehand is people saying, I'm not a very strong person. Like I can't handle much. And then they're the ones who see the really heavy stuff. But then they, after the fact, like, no, like that was okay. I could handle it. I even feel <laughs> that is the higher self saying no no no, you're stronger than you know like you need to give yourself like even for me personally I still do these yeah every two to three months or have them done to me and I think it took probably four years until I started seeing heavy stuff in my own because I just wasn't ready for it beforehand I thought I was (laughs) but like looking back I'm like no what I saw at that four-year mark there's no way I could have handled that at the two-year mark. Sure couldn't handle it when I first started. But like my higher self knew when it was time. And even when that particular one I'm referring to right now came up, I had things going on in my life where I'm like, you know what? I need to get to the bottom, like the root of this right now. And I remember before I went to that session that day, I looked in the mirror and I said, I'm ready. But I'd said it before, but the difference was I meant it that time. Like I knew it, that I'm ready. I'm ready for whatever needs to be shown to me right now. So, I mean, still I bring this up because I firmly believe you will never be shown what you can't handle. Dreams, maybe you'll have those. Nightmares, not from this. (laughs) It's something else, but it won't be from this process. Because we have a deal. (laughs) Sorry for the listeners. I pointed up kind of like to the higher selves. Like, you know, we got to do it. You guys are are with me right now. You're not going to screw me on this one. Of course, that deal we're making is now. So they've just kind of had my back for the last couple of years. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. Um, As far as soul journeys, I mean, because how many years have you been doing this? Like, being a past life regressionist six years five years now five so out of the five years that you've been doing it professionally 
what would be your professional perspective opinion on soul journeys? Like, do we have thousands of lifetimes that we live? Do you think we're kind of allotted like 50 to 100 to make it through and learn the lessons before we, I don't know if you believe in like the whole densities thing and like kind of law of one raw material stuff of we progress in, you know, into from third to fourth density, from fourth to fifth. I don't know what you believe in that. But like, as far as like soul journeys and everything, do you feel like we're allotted a certain amount to learn the lessons before we graduate? <laughs> do we graduate? <laughs> I, I don't believe we're allotted a certain amount of lives. I believe that when we learn the lessons, we learn the lessons. Some people, yeah. I mean, just, I'm going to spitball a number right now. It may take someone a hundred lives. Someone, it may take 5,000. Now, I mean, then the question also becomes, well, what gives a soul unique properties where that one soul will take a hundred, where the other one will take 5,000, you know, do we all come out the same, you know, then if you think about astrology and natal charts, if my soul has my natal chart right now and your soul didn't have your natal chart, but it had mine, would you act the same way that I did? Is there something unique about the soul or is it the properties and the energy that we're working with in that given life? Now, when it comes to ascending, I guess you could say, or rising from dimension to dimension, some would piss a lot of people off right now, where in a linear sense, linear, like I need to just like really emphasize that one, in a linear sense, I have lived lives that jumped around where I may have been more advanced in one life in the next life. I wasn't (laughs) like it's anything but advanced. And it's like jumping around from the situation to situation. Now still that's in a linear sense. So I don't think that necessarily in the next life, I'm going to, you know, be one step up from where I am now and the life after that two steps up from where I am now. Things about what you need to learn. What are the lessons there? And if in that particular lesson or life, you need to just learn a certain lesson, then you may need to go back down a few steps. I mean, whatever the hell that means anyways, in terms of what's advanced and what's not. Because, you know, I think as a society, we look down upon certain people, you know, in certain jobs, but who's to say that the janitor is less evolved than the CEO? You know, I think that the janitor is probably more evolved than the CEO. Sorry, CEOs. Because of the things that the janitor needs to deal with. Why wouldn't that be more evolved? Then again, maybe the CEO is more evolved. But I think that some people just view it through the lens of if you, you know, have higher status that you're more evolved. They can tell you from working with people who have been royalty in past lives. My God, those are some of the most miserable people for that tiny, tiny fraction of those lives of royalty that I find in past lives where people are actually happy. My jaw is nearly hitting the floor. I'm like, oh my God, like you found a happy life as someone of royalty. Like these people are miserable. So if someone thinks that 
working their way up to royalty is the pinnacle. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. And when it comes to even dimensional, I have had people who have come from, you know, what they've labeled as higher dimensions because they're just here to do something that needs to be done. So is there a, you know, a hierarchy of dimensions? I mean, maybe they're all different. Like I had a session about a month and a half ago where like an alien collective came through, which does happen from time to time. And they identified wow. themselves as, you know, this collective from the 12th dimension. And my reaction to that is whoop did you do? So you're nine above us. I was sitting on the couch before they came in and I was sitting on the couch once they came in. Like my, I didn't drop to my knees. And I, I mean, I bring this all up because is the hierarchy anyways, who cares? If people have the mentality of I'm better than so-and-so because I'm this, or, you know, I'm a light worker and the janitor isn't a light worker. So I'm better than the janitor because I'm a light worker, man, go shove your head up against a wall or something. Or like, If you have that mentality, oh gosh, shoving, no, I'm a starseed. Right, like, do I believe in these things? Yes, I do believe that there are quote unquote people who are here to help bring the light or whatever. Right. But it doesn't make you better than someone who is not that. <laughs> or if you're a star seed, it doesn't make you better than an egg seed, which I know isn't a real thing. <laughs> like, <but you> know, <laughs> like, so with the hierarchy of those things, I just, I find that we find ourselves in a dangerous trap. And another reason I'm very passionate about this is because I was that guy who needed to have his head smashed up against the wall. Because yeah. when I started coming around, I heard these terms. And these terms gave me an ego. Well, I'm the light worker. I mean, I did look at people who were service people still with compassion, but it was still like, I'm here to, to bring the light to the planet. Oh my God, I was kidding myself. I mean, just in terms of having <laughs> that outlook. And so with the hierarchy, maybe, but work to be a better person. Don't work to, to work your way up the ladder. Like, you know, because you may find yourself in that position in the next life of, of being at the quote unquote bottom of the ladder, because that's where your next lesson is. So, um, you know, like another thing I just want to bring up really quickly in terms of me falling into that trap is it was me not wanting to look at the parts of myself that I didn't want to look at because it made it easier to just say, I'm here to just be in the light and bring the light. Because if I'm gonna be in the light all the time, and what's the point of looking at the dark? Oh my God, the inner turmoil that I had going on in that, I was totally kidding myself. And I also fell into the trap of listening to some spiritual teachers who were feeding into that. When I decided to start learning astrology, I had one of them say to me, don't waste your time with that. You know, you're much more important than that. You have so much more to do than, you know, you're here to change the world. Like, don't waste your time astrology. It's like, I got news for you. Learning astrology has helped me understand myself on a level 
that being a whatever, you know, an egg seed could never provide me. Yeah. So don't let anyone fill your head with garbage that you are holier than the person sitting right next to you. Now, back just sorry for that tangent. Yeah, okay, I, I believe there are different dimensions and like you know, there are different properties in these dimensions and and different things going on. Sorry, did I sidetrack there too much? Not at all. It was really good. I think that was a really good one too. I'm gonna that was a good one. I think I think you're right in the sense that um it's not about achieving. Like, and we can so easily get into that. I'm somebody that can get easily into that of like, I need to achieve, I need to enlighten, I need to awaken. And so instead of learning the lessons and let letting awakening be the the process, um the result of you learning and growing, we focus on, I just need to awaken. So then we never, we never do the work. You know, we never get into it because we're just thinking of, I just, when I, when I die and I come back, I just want to be a fourth density being, right? It's all about like, well, I just want to be 4D, 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 5D, 5D. I'm a 5D, I'm a 5 And we're trying to identify before we ever even allow ourselves to go through the process that we need to go through ultimately, like the whole reason why we're here. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's where we can get really sidetracked is the ego always wants to identify, right? It wants an identity because then, oh, look at the social standing that I have or, or the, the, um, the, the, the impression that I'm making, the reputation that I have in the community that I'm in, right? We're in the spiritual community right of coaches teachers practitioners people of spiritual service. dude spiritual just, dude spiritual just a past life people. regression due to ask questions <laughs> <laughs> we're we're in the in the workings of it as well as personally going through it on ourselves but we constantly are looking to identify everybody is right so it's something that we have to look at and work through and make sure that we're not blocking ourselves by our need to be seen, to be heard, um, to be recognized, to have that recognition, to have accolades, to have applause. Um, and instead of that, we need to focus on the lessons that need to be learned, which is the whole point of the work that you do is to learn that lesson and to, to link it, to understand in a deeper sense why we're here and why maybe we're dealing with stuff like I was on a clubhouse talk that you were leading um, with Christine, who is astrology now underscore podcast. Um, her Instagram handle is that. And you guys were doing a really cool talk talking about patterns and past life, present life, and just relating that and talking about that. And it was so cool because just understanding that we can deal with things that maybe are karmic we can deal with things that maybe are things that we um that's just been something that we've needed to deal with that we've never dealt with uh it could be something that you did like a mistake you made that you didn't you didn't ever um deal with that energy that was around that mistake or whatever happened or pain maybe betrayal like I had like grief uh loss and so it was something I hadn't really fully dealt with and so I had that fear coming up in this lifetime there's things like that that we can more deeply understand of oh that makes sense 
that makes sense why that was like an automatic thought of like my dad's dying I'm losing him right grief sorrow like was coming up in a huge way as a four-year-old when he got into a car accident it was really intense and why was that my first thought why wasn't it just oh daddy's sick you know why didn't I just think daddy's just not feeling well instead it was daddy's dying you know (laughs) it's not good (laughs) Mm-hmm. life altering life changing now i understand why yay <laughs> good so, feelings <laughs> one thing i just kind of also want to say about the whole egg seed thing is <laughs> <laughs> i i hope i didn't offend anyone out there who identifies not as an egg seed but you know it's a star seed or a light worker or anything of that nature where this is my plea to you to say, you know what, odds are you probably are special. I mean, everyone is. Everyone yeah. on the planet is special and unique in their own way. Mm-hmm. You probably are here to bring the light or whatever that is, but just, mm-hmm. but you're not better than anyone else. Yeah. Just because I do past life regression doesn't mean that I'm, you know, like what was brought up for the Akashic Records. We're unique in our own way. The Akashic Records reader is not better than I am because they're an Akashic Records reader. I'm not better than the Akashic Records reader because I'm a past life regressionist. We're just unique in our own way. In in the superiority complex that comes along with the identification of these terms, it's not good for anyone Mm -hmm. because it creates turmoil inside of the individual who has that complex. And then the projection is placed upon those who they look at as less than. So my plea to you is to see yourself as human. First and foremost, have a human experience, mm-hmm. to learn what it means to have pain, to learn what it means to love, to learn what it means to have fun. Because look, even God took off the seventh day. So like, you know, put your feet up, let your hair down, go take a dip in the ocean every so often. Be human live the human experience and do whatever it means to do with be or whatever it means to be a light worker you can do it but just do it as a human not as a light worker right. and like i don't want to speak on behalf of whitney right now but i'm going to <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> we're here for you we got your back but just don't be an idiot <laughs> like you know, if someone tells you, if like you say, I want to learn astrology, so I'll tell you, oh, no, you're, you're better than that. Say, no, I'm going to go learn astrology right now and yeah. be human. Learn the rules. Oh, well said. Yeah. Well said. Here, here. <laughs> Remember, but still, I'm just a past life regressionist. <laughs> it's just, just Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, just I happen to be holding a, a little rose quartz in my hand right now, or, or clear quartz. I don't know. I'm just learning right now. But so just still, I, I mean, by that is, you know, take what I say for whatever it's worth to you. Like, I'm not the end all be all. Like, still, just because I've been doing past life regression for five years doesn't mean that I'm better than someone who's been doing it for four years or one year or someone who hasn't done it at all. They may know so much more than I do. So I'm just a dude or a guy, a human who's just expressing his own thoughts and beliefs and feelings. So just take it or leave it. If it doesn't resonate with you, it doesn't resonate with you. And that's okay. 
No, I think it's well said and hopefully no one's getting offended. I don't, I can't imagine anyone getting offended, especially because they understand your sense of humor. If you didn't understand Daniel's sense of humor, just go on his IG, you'll get it. He didn't mean that in a malicious way. He is hilarious. He has the best sense of humor ever. I may have offended Um, the chickens. (laughs) (laughs) But I think too that it's any time that you need to identify with something. Like I'm not now going to go tell people like, I sold potatoes and, and, uh, cabbages and that's me. Like, no, that was me in a past life. And I shouldn't have to identify with it to be, to feel valid in what I'm doing. I think anytime that we identify with what we do instead of who we are and allowing, instead of doing, instead of identifying with what we do, we need to identify with who we are because the moment that we're just identifying with what we do we actually lose who we are and we lose the whole reason why we do what we do because mm-hmm. what you do should flow out of who you are right mm-hmm. and so i think when we when we have that perspective or we have that need there's a reason why we have a need that we have to identify with what we do like i'm a light worker or you know a huge you know thing that i've been seeing a lot is well i was i was i'm an octarian like that's that's my heritage you know is i was an alien species i'm pleiadian i'm i'm nordic isn't nordic another one um i think that's all good and fine it's kind of the same feeling as i i used to sell potatoes and cabbages on a street corner in the rain um or at least that was the one day i was shown um i also worked at an apothecary and made healing remedies um, for people to heal people. I, as much as I associate or or feel connected to that, I'm not identifying with that. Like I know that that was a past life. So I know who I am now and it makes sense and it's great to know, but I, I just encourage everybody to identify in that same way of, okay, if you were, if you feel like you were an Octarian at one point or you're Nordic or Pleiadian or whatever, it doesn't really matter. That's mm-hmm. great to know. If you do know it, same as like past life regression, you know, past lives, it's, it's good to know if it's helpful for you now in your journey now in this lifetime, but to, to kind of make it like a private party group or like an exclusive club, like anytime you're wanting to feel special, like you said, and you need something outside of who you are to feel special, that's a good note to maybe take note of that and look into that, dig deeper into that a little bit more because there may be a disconnect there or an area of healing. Maybe you need to have some mantras, some affirmations that you know that just who you are right now in your journey in this present moment today right now this hour you are worthy right you are worthy of being who you are you are valuable the world needs you they need the gift that you are everything you have to offer and you are totally good to just be who you are right now you don't need to be something else cool, amazing, unique in order to be unique and cool now, which is basically to summate what you just said. It's the same thing, but I think it's so important. It's not an area of judgment, like guys, you know, you, you guys are 
you guys are stupid for thinking that it's not that it's just it's kind of the point of any time that you need to identify um even to the point of identifying this body like that this body is me no this is just the vehicle that I'm in that my soul is in and inhabiting in order to do what I want to do and feel called to do and purpose to do this is just a vehicle this is just a body I am not this body I am not gonna identify as this body and that based off of how I look is my value is my worth right you can't do that the moment you do that you run up into issues right um it can cause blockages and hindrances in your journey instead of having no speed bumps (laughs) Mm -hmm. so no I mean I think you said it perfectly and what I hear a lot for past life regression is, you know, people will say, well, what if I see something that I can't unsee? You know, mm, what if I yeah. did something horrible? And look, I'll be the first one still to admit that I've done things in past lives that I'm not proud of. And I think I'm making up for it now. Like, I hope I am. But what I also say to these people is, it's not who you were that matters. It's who you are now. Mm-hmm. that's all that matters. So same thing, yeah. just like you were saying, it's maybe you were these things at one time, but it's who you are now that matters. Mm-hmm. Are you treating that service worker or that janitor with kindness and respect and not a superiority complex? Mm-hmm. Are you living the human experience? Are you just a a good person and not, an, you know, like, you know? Yeah. You don't are need you to just, be a life worker to be cool. Exactly. What? Well, well, hey. Or a good person. Hey, I don't know about that. I don't think you could be. Good. <laughs> okay, maybe that was too far on my part, but but you know, I love how you also brought up the association with the different collectives or races, um, because I think that that's it's. I think it's important to also not get sucked into that. Because what I see a lot of the time is someone saying, oh, well, I identify with the Arcturians. Okay, well, that's cool. But they also think that whenever someone out there says, I am speaking on behalf of this collective, you know, whether it's the Palladians or the Arcturians or the blah, blah, blahs or the, you know, whatever it is, that they automatically trust that person. So still, it doesn't matter if it's Octurian or Syrians or Palladians or uh, Lyrians or, you know, you name it, whatever it is, like, don't just trust because someone says that they are this thing. Mm -hmm. So don't fall into that trap like that. I can't be (laughs) more firm about that one. Don't fall into that trap. Even some of these people who identify these things and say it out publicly, they may have the best intentions. It may not be purposely misleading you at all. They may be kidding themselves or they may very well actually be the thing that they claim to be and 110% genuine with a message that will radically alter all of humanity. They may be what they're saying, but don't just believe them because they say that they're this. So like for, you gotta have trust there. There and trust is earned over time. And if you're really truly that, you'll be tested. Their words will be tested and shown to either come up true or false. So, and yeah. that's the same in like my experience with Christianity. There were so many preachers that would roll through town, right? 
and I would see and you would kind of feel it off of them are they authentic are they genuine are they here to truly help people or are they just looking to get whatever tithe and offerings that they can get from this church you know do a show do a dance and then move move on and so you see that in every single realm not just Christianity or religion it's in spirituality too that we can so easily fall into that trap and get distracted ourselves either by like trusting somebody and going on some bandwagon right um which i think a, another bandwagon is getting obsessed with ets and ufos it's great to consider that and to broaden your horizon and to broaden your perspective of maybe we're not the only life forms on earth you know or ever uh you know we're not the only beings that exist in the universe that's great but anything that we obsess over need to identify with in order to be better than like you said kind of superior complex um or trusting in someone else other than yourself your gut you know the what are you hearing you know from your guides your higher self your angels what are they speaking to you you don't necessarily only need to hear it from other people right so it's like tuning into yourself getting connected like that's a that's a part of your journey that you don't want to skip over it's so valuable right um mm -hmm. it's needed and so i think i think there's a lot of things that we can get on <laughs> and get distracted with and miss out and um or be deceived by you know or get caught up in and that is part of our journey can be a part of our journey if we choose right everything's a choice we have free will mm -hmm. you want to get caught up in something euphoric then have at it but so yeah if you guys are still sticking around and i didn't scare you off with the whole egg seed thing <laughs> <laughs> if you go back to when i was talking about those beings that identified themselves as you know 12th dimensional yeah the they identified themselves as a is a very specific collective and the only reason i'm bringing this up now is because this conversation came up like they identify themselves as little just say 12th dimensional octarians but when i was oh. saying this initially i'm like is this even necessary to now convey this to your audience that they're this does it even matter i'm like no it doesn't matter so it's like so i bring this up because it's just illustrating what difference would that have made had i said that they were 12th dimensional octarians or just said right. that they were these beings that identify themselves from the 12th dimension. We're just saying that they were just beings. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Because like you were saying, at the end of the day, just like the preachers that were rolling into town, my question is these beings that are coming through, do they have the best intentions for the person that they're speaking through right now? Do they have their best interest at heart? That's why I don't care care what you are. That's why I'm saying I didn't get down on my knees to praise them. I get salty because it's like putting that edge on mm -hmm. what the hell are you doing here? What do you want? Courts the sun in a very loving way. <laughs> it's like, what is your vibe? What is your energy? <laughs> but, but it's, what is but your there's, intention? There's just, there's so much misinformation out there. So there just discern, yeah. discern, discern, discern. And it doesn't matter what they are. It doesn't. It just matters if they're here to help. So, yeah. But I'm I'm I sure the Octarians are great too. I don't, I, you know. High five. High five. Yeah. Woo. I don't know if they're better than the Palladians or the, you know, 
if you're here to help, you're here to help. Right. Um, I think that's the most important thing. And two, also what you were touching on as far as that, like maybe I, I wasn't there. I don't know this. I'm putting this out there. Okay. So this is like, this is just putting it out there that maybe that person's perspective, maybe they were basically kind of in that world of Octarians and all of that, because I know like in my past life regression session that we just did, like when I saw Sarah, I just could relate to the fact that uh, she looks angelic. <laughs> like she's, she's angelic in nature. Uh, you said that I said not of this realm. Was that to mm -hmm. me or was that her? I can't remember. I think that's what she told you. That and she's not that of me. this realm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't have any other, I don't know what it is. It, I, I, you know, I, if maybe if I was more consumed in Octarians or aliens. She could have been Octarian. Yeah, she could have been Octarian. Right? I would have been, yeah. she, she's a 12th dimensional Octarian um, being of whatever, of light. Um, you know, it's like, it, I, whatever your framework is, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, mm -hmm. of whatever our perspective is, it's, it's how we relate. You know, you, you don't know any other way to relate to things other than what you've learned and what you've experienced. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's just making sure that you're not um, putting that stick in the ground and saying, this is that, like, and mm -hmm. there's no other way other than that. I think when we're healthy and we're on this journey and we're learning is when we kind of open up and we just say, well, I'm open to interpretation. I'm open to learning more about this. I'm, I'm open. Like for me, I'm open to past lives. God, like I had no idea this existed. Like I had no idea you could do this. I had, mm. so I didn't even know, I mean, to be honest, the majority of my life, I thought this was it. I have one chance, <laughs> you know, and I'm either going up or I'm going down at the end of this. And that was my perspective my whole life. So to even think that there's past lives is like, woo, like. <laughs> you forgot party. one woo. You only, the woo woo. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's part of our journey is just opening up to the idea and and finding what resonates, what what is in alignment with you right now and your understanding and growth. And um, you have to know what your gut feels like though. You have to know what your intuition, your inner knowing feels like to be guided, um, to know. If you're not in tune with that, you're not connected, then yeah, you're probably gonna rely on whoever is the loudest in your circle, life, whatever. Uh, because instead of connecting with yourself, you're choosing to connect with an, another voice and be led. So that's kind of where you can, um, and that's anybody and everybody that's in Christianity, in my background and experience, that's, that's I'm sure in any religion, um, you can do that at any point where you're just listening to the pastor, like for me growing up and not really tuning into what you feel. You're just, whatever he says, she says is true, period. Yeah. What do you mean it's not? So that's that's not necessarily a healthy place to be because we were not, I don't think we were designed to just rely on something else. I think we were designed to be deeply connected, to resonate where energy spirit beings, right? 
And so we, we are inherently connected and, and can know whatever this past lives wasn't something that you didn't lead me through it. You didn't tell me exactly what I was going to see, when I was going to see it, who was who now, you know, who's related to who right now in my present life, that all came out of me and my knowing and my higher self. So that's quite empowering, Daniel. It really is. That we, we have that ability to deeply know and be connected with our souls, with our spirits. Um, and it takes an expert to help guide us and, and set that stage and facilitate that happening. And that's, that's the service that you offer, which is invaluable. Um, like, can't say that enough. You're a gem, you're a gift um, to Thank the you. world. But it's so cool to know that like, oh, this is cool. Like I can do this. And now, now I'm connected in a way I wasn't before, uh, which is really cool. And that's available to all of us, to everybody. You don't have to be anything or do anything. You don't have to be a light worker to be connected, you know, or be advanced in your soul, spiritual understanding and journey to have this experience. Mm-hmm. So. And, you know, is it okay if I bring up one other thing that came up during the session? Absolutely. Well, something that Whitney had mentioned to me before the session is, you know, we have some mutual friends and she kind of of oh you know we, we probably all know each other from past lives and i'm thinking well yeah <laughs> like, of course i mean i didn't say that but or did i say that i don't i think we were just i thought we were both joking at that point i didn't think it was actually true i i feel connected with all of them in this funny way like i feel like we've been friends for years and we haven't ever even physically met, but I could like grab all three of them and hug them for like an hour and just feel like it's still not enough because I just have so much love for them. <laughs> so it's like, we talk about that, like, God, we have so much love between us. But I think you and I were just joking, like, oh yeah, we probably like, yeah. Well, bye. you were joking. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> I was dead serious. And you know, then it came out that we have crossed paths before. And one thing that came up, what were our connections? We were brother and sister, or I don't know if it was brother and sister, but we were siblings. I was one Mm -hmm. of them. We were siblings. Mm -hmm. I was a store owner and you worked for me. Yes. And then the big one is when we were neighbors, we lived next door to each other and I was accused of stealing and you came and broke me out of jail because they were going to hang me. Mm -hmm. And now we're sitting here talking about egg seeds and you know like one of the mechanics of the universe that facilitates that you know and then those other people who we have as mutual friends you saw them as well you know in different roles one was an aunt and i think some were siblings in certain lives yeah friends siblings it was i was getting a lot it was hard to see it um to see it all but it was like really clear that there was a very clear connection between all of us so i felt like i just saw us all hanging out at one point <laughs> mm-hmm. so while whitney may have been joking at the beginning with that and yeah my demeanor may have been like joking i was fully serious <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, this is after- the first time that you've had somebody 
you know, like a client that you're like, oh, we were, we had past lives together. So for you, you're probably like, we probably have past lives together. And I'm, oh, totally. I'm just thinking, yeah. <laughs> well, another what was funny? Yeah, it's just another Tuesday. What was funny about that too, that I just want to share with people is that when I saw that with Daniel and, um, and also with the little sisterhood that I have with Yasmin, Sarah, Rita, they've all been on the podcast. Um, when I saw those past lives, I can't tell you the amount of emotion that rushed through me more so on the whole breaking you out of jail and like the level of love that I had for you was crazy. And it's awkward because I've never even met you until today. <laughs> so, and it wasn't like a romantic love. It was like, this is my brother. Like we grew up together and I, you were like my ride or die. And I didn't even necessarily see if I was a girl or a guy. I felt more like I was a chick, but like I, I planned this. Like, I was like, hell no, he's not dying. Like not on my watch. And it was just like this, it was just this rescue mission that was like, no, it's not an option. Like he's not dying. Um, but the amount of emotion that I felt when I saw that, it was like so real. Um, and so it's, it's funny because it's not just like, oh yeah, that's something I saw. That felt as powerful as the other three lives that I felt and saw and it re kind of like lived through in that moment. So it's, it's like, it's like, I'm chewing on that still. Cause it's like, wow, this involves somebody that like directly, you know, like definitely like my brother, my dad, like those were crazy connections. I'm definitely going to have to chew on that too, but it's crazy when it's something or someone that you haven't like met, like my brother and my dad, I've lived with my whole life, right? You, I just met you today, but to feel that amount of love for you was crazy in that moment felt a little awkward but it was like dang dang I but again that proves the whole point of the purpose of my session today that my higher self wanted to show is girl you love like when you love somebody it doesn't matter who they are it doesn't have to be somebody that you're like romantically involved with you will give your life like you would rather go down with them than them go down alone and you'll do whatever it takes to save them. And, and just accepting that of like, okay, so yeah, I do. Cause I really feel like I do, but I'm not sure if I do, you know, it was like this, this weird thing that I just, I guess I needed confirmation from, but yeah, they probably would have killed you for that. They would have. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably so that even night. with that, you know, you mentioned, right. Um, they probably would have killed you first just so I would have to watch. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, um, I mean, with the shifting of roles, like when you said it, it almost felt a little awkward. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get how that can be awkward. I guess it's different since I'm sitting on the other side of it because I just see yeah. it so often. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I've met my past life wives through, you know, this <laughs> and <I've met laughs> past life children and siblings. And it's just, we all switch roles and I'm about to drop a big one on your, your audience right now. Um, whoever you're romantically involved with right now, like I want you to look at them when you're listening to this or after, whether it's man or woman and look them in the eye and be like, you may have been my parent in a past life. 
<laughs> or brother or sister. Right. Are you, yeah. Or you may have been my child. <laughs> like, have I just ruined everything for you? <laughs> like, maybe we should edit this part out. But it's yeah. like we all shift roles. Like, we, mm -hmm. we swap roles. So it's, I understand how, you know, it may be awkward for Whitney to see that dynamic. But I'm like, you know, it's okay. Like, even for like the wives or the past life wives, it's like, hey, that was then. Like, you know, this is now. Like, it's not the same dynamic that that was back then. So, I mean, I guess I just really want to illustrate that the people in your life right now, they're just, they're playing a role right now, but that we swap roles. Mm -hmm. So they could be playing a different role. Well, like, like you said, your brother in this life was your son in a past life. Mm -hmm. You just, you change roles. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's not us... awkward in the sense that it's not good. It's more of awkward of like, whoa, I didn't realize we had that connection, that that was a story that we had, you know, in our lives together, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, because it feels so intimate, especially for me on the other end. I'm, I don't know if you felt any kind of pull or emotion of feeling like, yeah, that that aligns, like I feel that connection as well. I don't know if, how it felt for you, but the surge and rush of emotions and like the gut response that I had on the inside of like gripping, like I have to save him was so crazy. And to feel that way for somebody that I've just met is like, how do I tell him how I felt? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've just met this dude. Like, uh, and yeah, I mean, you go through this all the time. So for yeah, you, I it's not it's not new, you know, right. frankly, I pretty much expect it at this point, like anyone who I do a session with, I'm like, I don't think this is the first time I've met you. Like there, there are some people that are like, admittedly, this is a very, very, very small percentage. Someone who will make my skin crawl who I do a session with, but it just, it perplexes me because I'm like the person sitting in front of me right now. I really like them. Like mm -hmm. they're great. They're a great mm -hmm. person a great heart they're funny you know they're charismatic whatever it may be but it's like they make my skin crawl I'm like okay mm -hmm. well we have history <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know what the reason is but it's that feeling of it's pretty much expected for me at this point that and i don't think it's an absolute i'm, I'm sure there are still those cases of times when i haven't encountered someone before but so like when you say like what was i experiencing at that point it's like no that that seems right <laughs> like I mean, you know you, you were like i think kind of shocked that we had three lives together i'm like that's yeah. got to be more than that <laughs> like, but it's yeah so i mean i understand how because it's so new on your end yeah and, but it, when i of course when i'm sitting across from you i'm like no i know her i don't know what the dynamic is like with the whole jail break thing or prison break, I'm like, that's pretty cool. I haven't heard that one before. Like that was a new one. <laughs> like the store owner worker. Like, yeah, I've heard that one about six times, like, you know, in reverse role, but the jailbreak, yeah, that was a first. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that mm -hmm. one. So I guess it was it was more exhilarating. Like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Adventure. Yeah, I can hear the muskets going off in the background. Carol. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. And then you got like the string section also. It's like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> there's no orchestra. <laughs> so great. Yeah. 
so interesting. There's so much there. Um, so I think what's, what's really cool is for anybody that doesn't know what this is, they've now gotten a pretty good picture of what this is, what this does for you, how it enhances your journey and, um, and can offer you more connection, more healing, more clarity, um, and validation too. Cause hmm. I feel validated right now <laughs> with, with the things that I experienced in this lifetime and why I needed to learn those lessons. Cause honestly, in the times when I have struggled with suicide, hardcore, um, or just severe depression, um, I have asked that question. Why, why me? Like, why is this me? I'm seeing everybody fall in love, have their person. Why not me? Or everyone else is finding their purpose and it's clicking for them. Right. And they're clicking in, they're finding success. They're finding their rhythm. They're living their dreams. They're, you know, traveling, they're doing whatever, right. They're happy. Why not me? And so this, for me, this session validated, you came here to learn the lesson <laughs> and life handed you whatever the lessons were, whether it was that person, that was situation experience, that boss, that job, whatever it was, it was here to teach you that lesson that you came here to learn so that then you could help people navigate learning their lessons because no one is going to love somebody through their process like me. Sorry. You know, moms love people through, you know, love their kids through a lot of things, but I have such a heart for people. And I know this, that nobody's going to love and hold space for somebody like me. I have a unique gift of loving people, of embracing people for who they are, no matter what, no judgment, no criticism. That's just my gift to the world. Right. I I'm not like saying I'm the best and like the cheese knees or nothing, but but I know that this is my gift. This is why I came here was to redeem the time for people so that they feel healed, restored, like they can move forward. They're not crippled by like people bullying them in high school. You know, it breaks my heart when you hear stories like that of people that have never, ever, ever been in a relationship because of the level of hurt and pain and abuse that they experienced as a kid, right? those types of things, I want to come in and be, be a support and love them and support them through their healing journey so that they can experience love. They can experience life and they're not blocked or, you know, hindered in any way. And your unique gift is that you help people get connected in a way that they would never, ever get connected. Um, Akashic records is one thing. Astrology is another, right? There's so many other services and gifts, but understanding past lives and going through this journey and going through it with someone who honestly is great. Like I, I even, I can hear your voice and how you sounded and how you were even joking with Sarah or like laughing with Sarah over things. And, and even myself, like it was such a positive, uplifting, fun experience. It wasn't scary. It wasn't, um, too intense, right? It, it was something that was just really, really unique that I think only you can provide. So thank, thank you. you so much for sharing that with me and for sharing it with us. And 
thank you, thank you for joining me on this so episode <laughs> thank you for and having me just thank you for, oh. for just everything like this has been an amazing day and I guess it's the least I can do you know since you broke me out of jail <laughs> like, and saved my life these are the types of reunions that I live for and to those of you also who I've now ruined your relationships because you're going to look at your significant other I apologize <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just it's what it is or maybe they haven't been your parent or child. <laughs> and maybe that role will come later on. So just enjoy it now. So funny. So Daniel, where can people go to book, learn more and book a session with you? Well, you can go to my Instagram at the past life regressionist or my website, yourpastliferegressionist.com. Yeah, just, you can send me a message through either platform. And uh, cool. it's a really cool process, you know, still I'm slightly biased to it, but it's just, it's fascinating. And I, I love it so much because with Whitney's session today, I had no idea what was going to happen. I had no idea what she was going to see. So I'm going to have that same excitement for your session because it's going to be new for me too. Okay. Thank you so much.